got my I, I, I got my deep voice going. How's it going, everybody? I'm the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joining you live on 98.7 FM. We play the finest in modern-day jazz, hip-hop, R&B, but mostly it's just me talking. Don't you need to, like, lean in close to the, the mic? I need eating, to... Eating... Uh, assaulted? No, no, no. This is not. This is not a Family Guy riff from 2013. Um, but that is a good reference. Well done. Yeah. Uh, to properly introduce ourselves, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the original Angry Nerd Girl herself, L. Lestrange. <laughs> L. Good morning. Happy Sharptoberfest to you, L. It is. It is uh, the most joyous time of the year. Last year we had our early Sharptoberfest prize of getting our amazing uh, Space Bastards hardcovers. But it is proper Sharptoberfest, and with proper Sharptoberfest comes more stickers. Thank you, Haven for Heroes. We'll get to you later. Uh, and, uh, oh, and this. Yes, yes. Sharptoberfest, which just magically coincided with my birthday. What are you doing? What are you doing? What? I'm sorry, our I other co host. the way he celebrates. Sharptoberfest? Anyway, Sharptoberfest is here. Hooray. Let us all rejoice. Uh, it is time for us to re- You are a heavier drinker than me. Yeah, I see that. I'm healthy. <laughs> this guy. Oh, good God. That is so much alcohol. Jesus. It's very good. You know what? I wonder if I can just... Peanut butter. Hey, that's a good idea. Hmm. It's a downer and an upper. <laughs> now I've got pina colada coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on this week's episode, uh, if you've never joined us before, first, thank you for joining. Hello. Here is Onyx. Here is Onyx, yes. Onyx Nicholas York. That's right. Uh, Abbreviation Oni. That's right. He is one of our co-hosts. We have many cats, we have many comics to review, and also, we have some nerd news. Now, we haven't had nerd news uh, start off the show in a couple of weeks, because honestly, the last couple of weeks have been filled with endless comic bookery, and we do have some pretty substantial read piles, but... There is something that we need to get to before we get to more Sharptober shark shark Sharptoberfest activities. <laughs> oh man, you're you're just hacking this up. <laughs> I am a hack. Um, so, uh, L, um, as you know, because I forced you to watch it, mm-hmm. there was a to do this week, and that to do was the official release of Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage trailer. Featuring uh, Venom, Tom Hardy, a very pretty man, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Cletus Cassidy of Carnage, uh, who is Woody Harrelson, at least now not looking like a Muppet. Because as you may remember, at the end of Venom, Woody Harrelson had what would be described lovingly as one of the worst wigs in the history of Hollywood. That big red th- Stop drinking! No! Onyx, there's alcohol in that. You're already dumb enough. true um anyway uh so we got to see carnage it, can you please get him off the comics oh, his rectum is right on it thank you sir for your services <laughs> we finally got to see uh carnage looking in the real apparently shriek uh is in in there as well i did not know what a shriek was or who she is but she makes an appearance in Spider-Man Unlimited number one, a comic that I bought when it debuted and just happened to keep because I liked the cover. So now that's it. That's her first appearance, and now she's in a movie. Um, but anyway, you watched the Venom trailer, Venom 2. Looks like they're going in a little bit more of a comedy base this time. 
What did you think of the Venom trailer? I'll be honest. When I was first watching it, I didn't even know what we were watching. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even recognize him at all at first. I don't know why. Um, I think he's... I'm sorry to say, he's not as hot as he was in the last... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We will not have any Tom Hardy slander on the timeline. Thank you very much, ma'am. just feel like his face got dulled down a little or something. I don't know. I'm just not getting the same reaction. You know what I thought was weird about the trailer more than anything? Was that Venom's voice sounded like German for some reason? Like, when they start, the, the, the trailer starts, and Venom, not Tom Hardy, not, not Eddie Brock, but Venom, is singing, you know, um, either, either, let's call the whole thing off. And the first thing is, is you say either, and I say neither. And, and I know it's Tom Hardy's voice being modulized. But, but for, you can't help but hear that. Like, it's, it, it just sounds yeah. like he's, I don't know, I can't explain it other than, is, is Venom German? Like, he sounds like a... Anyway, that he says cats up and it explodes on him, which I thought was interesting as well. Um, who says ketchup? Who says cats up? Who, only a space alien would refer to ketchup as cats up. So anyway, um, what is he? He's drinking something over there now. Oh my god, Onyx, buddy, what is going on? Holy shit! You're drinking like remnants of coffee from three days ago, buddy. What, what is wrong with you today, man? Good lord. We do have that cat milk. Maybe we should give it to him. Uh, why are your cats so stupid? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm excited about the Venom trailer, but I will say this. Uh, I know a lot of people are super jazzed because at the end it said only in movie theaters, you know, in uh, August or something. yeah. And I'm just, I, we're vaccinated 100%. We spent our week being, you know, miserable. Yeah. You know, you want to know what? What? Even before the pandemic, yeah. I hated going to a movie theater. Well, that's sort of the thing. Going to a movie theater is kind of an ableist thing. Um, and I, I don't know too many people really recognize that. Like, being able to sit amongst other humans in the dark, I already was trepidatious about doing that because some jackass in Colorado decided he was the Joker one year and killed a whole mess of people. You were going yeah. to say something? I was just wondering about that two-cent word you just dropped. 50-cent trepidatious? 50 cents. 50 cents. It's I didn't a 50-cent word. Oh, Trepi- Jesus. Trepidatious, yes. Anyway, so... Here's the thing. Yeah. I absolutely... There's agree. so much alcohol in this. I I'm know, sorry. man. It's, I got more than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, yes, there's the whole, you know, the shootings and, and, and everything. It's horrible to think about it's happened too many times yeah once is too much true uh still hated going to the movies yeah it boils down to even when you go to onyx jesus uh even though you go to uh a late movie you could even go to a midnight showing midnight showing and there are still fucking kids in their pajamas, yeah. no shoes on. Like, they're just ready for bed. Like, people are treating this as their living room. Yeah. Uh, and these kids, they they don't give a shit about what's even on the, the screen. They're usually most dragged the time, there by their parents. Yeah. yeah, most of the time, it it 
it's a movie that is not going to, you know, be of interest to a kid. But you'll find kids in the theater every fucking time. And you can't say anything. No, because then people get offended. Why are you yelling at my kid? Because he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) You're not doing anything about it. I'm sorry. We've touched a nerve here. Is there there more to this rant? I have loved the pandemic. (laughs) For for movie-watching purposes. Uh, Movie movie reasons, uh, just not being around people. I mean, it's been very nice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't know know if if I've loved this pandemic is really... No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't mean it that way. (laughs) I just love the idea of... Not having to be around people, <laughs> and people uh, just accepting the ways of leave it at my front door. I will open it and get it in a minute. So as far I don't want to interact so with you. What you're really saying is, pandemic or not, you would prefer to just not interact with humans. I mean, it's pretty nice, but it's just people have been more accepting of it. Oh, you know? I see. I see. But back to the movie theaters. Yeah, <laughs> please. There's continue. just there's just so many reasons why I don't feel like walking across the sticky floor and then sitting down in a sticky seat. It, 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 so, th- the last couple of movies I saw in the theaters were, you know, whatever they were. I can't remember anymore. I'm sure it was Justice League or something. At any rate, I would go to the theaters with my buddies and we'd go... We wouldn't go to the midnight showings anymore. We'd go to, like, the 2 afternoon the, or the 10 a.m. showing because you somehow... Would, you, that, you would think that maybe that would be safe. It was, it was safer. It was safer to go on those, for sure. Okay. But, like, the theater always had, like, these crazy chairs that you would, like, lean down in them and then you'd put your feet up but then invariably your back would hurt so you have to press the button and it leans back. It is a lot like you're sitting at home anyway, but I, I was really enjoying the idea of movies debuting the same time on my screen as it was in the theater. I thought it was cool whether the movie was really, 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 really good or whether it was Zack Snyder's Justice League. It didn't matter. I got to watch it at the comfort of my own home or Godzilla for that matter, Mortal Kombat. All of these things, I think all of those movies are enhanced by being in my house. My TV is 50 goddamn inches. I've got a sound bar. I've, I've got a really comfy couch. I, I don't need to go to the movies anymore. And the movie theater industry does not need to exist anymore as far as I'm concerned. I know there are tons of people out there that love going to the movies, that think it's awesome. More power to you. I, I, I'm disappointed that we will no longer have that option until it debuts on a streaming service three months af- after it comes out in the theater. Well, I think it's a really stupid idea to not continue to offer it. Um, I understand this is their way of saying, look, things are going back to normal. There are already so many theaters that are out of business at this point. Like, who's left to show it? But what about the viewers, the fans, not necessarily of Venom, but maybe like the even the, the happier Marvel movies or any comic book heroes or just in general movies that might be family kid friendly it's they might find it easier to be able to watch it at home because they have kids maybe kids with like 
uh, health issues and stuff. They can't go to the theater, you know, but if they're able to watch his movies, like, in the comfort of their home no, they'll, and they'll, everything... They'll just tell them, they'll like, they've told everyone for years, wait three months and it'll be out on pay-per-view. I know, but it, it's kind of nice, you know, if they offered, they continue to offer this, you know, for people like that. Uh, it, it just, you know, not everybody... We're paying for this service, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. The biggest point of it for a lot of these was because during the pandemic, you could watch the movies right away. Yes. So now they're taking that away, and that's not something that's available. So what left? What's what's left? Well, what's I mean, left? As as it, at least as far as Disney's concerned, we got Loki coming out, uh, <laughs> which. It's basically just evil Doctor Who, and I am here for it. You give me that. I cannot wait. Uh-huh. Uh, and then um, Suicide Squad is going to be debuting, potentially, on HBO Max. I'm going to be disappointed if they stop the, the dual streaming. Uh, that will make me upset. I know a number of movies were set to dual stream, but now that the vaccine's readily available, you know, they're reopening theaters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know. We'll see. I'm done talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's disappointing that um, you know people are heralding the return to movie theaters when there are people out there like you who simply cannot literally sit through two and a half hours or three hours of film. It's literally impossible. I'd have to go out like at least three, four times, and then I'm already mo- missing stuff. Plus, I know. I, know. Yeah. I think it's unfair, but this is the world we live in. Now, what is cool, uh, before we get to our official, official reviews. I do want to point out uh, mm-hmm. we did receive a package this week from uh, Haven for Heroes out of Port Jervis, New York. Uh, is it New York? Yeah, New York right there. I thought I said New Jersey. Uh, but they sent us some swag. They are on the wall. Uh, I did get my new uh, Wrestling Nerd Radio Network shirt. But along with the swag and the book we actually ordered, <laughs> Haven for Heroes sent us a copy of Coyotes number one, second print which is from, I think, like 2013, I want to say, or 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it's, it's uh, let me check production, 2017, pardon me. But this is uh, uh, Sean Lewis and uh, Caitlin Yarsky, who also do um, your favorite book in the world, Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to get a copy of this from uh, Haven for Heroes, uh, and uh, I actually did give it a read. It'll be on my reviews when we get to it. But I wanted to point them out because they are our newest member of the Schwagwall. Elle Lestrange, you have a read pile this week. Mm-hmm. It was a substantial one because you won't stop adding to it. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's begin with your reviews. Please be careful with that book. Please be careful with that book. You're holding the spine. All right. Good. So. This is uh, Hank Howard, Pizza Detective, in Caligula's Safe. And what's important is this is a Bad Idea comic. And Bad Idea, if you want their, your books in, in, their, in, in your shop, you have to jump through a number of ridiculous hoops, evidently, to get these books in your shop. Which means they are incredibly scarce. And this book, which I gotta tell you, I read too, only a dollar to purchase... Already going for like thirty dollars on eBay because that's the world we live in. So we're going to comic shop gave it to us. Yeah, they, 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 they did give it to us for free. Um, they gave it to us as a way to review it because they thought we'd be interested in it, and because L was one of the only humans on the face of the earth who thought. I know. I asked. And I was like, "Hey, ask him about it." And then you asked, and he's like, "Hold up, actually, 
They had one. They had one. They had one. I'm probably the only person in Central Florida that has this. Not true. My buddy, my buddy <laughs> Ayers has one just for the same reason. But let's get to the review. Really? Yes. You want to hear it? I I read it too. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest. It was a huge letdown. <laughs> uh, I was hoping for like another scumbag space bastards feel. I I feel like there were so opportunities for just being over the top ridiculous. Yes. Uh, yes. And it all fell short. Um, it was like these dry, like, comments, you know, just... Well, it's over, David over. David Lampham who did a lot of the crossed books, so I expected it to be very, like, oh my god, this is horrifying, but in a good way. Also, the title is called Caligula's Safe, and if you know the story of Caligula, you know, he was basically the horniest emperor ever, and all kinds of weird sex stuff, and David Lampham... There's a lot of reason to believe that this book was going to be absurd and over the top, right? It was, uh, it was so monotone, and then on top of that, it was all black and white. Like you, I got I, I, I like the black and white. I can, it's a, it, I it's a, it's a detective when, when, story. It, when the story is already making you fall asleep, uh, you, you, you're not yeah, drawing me in yeah. at least visually. Uh, oh. It left so much on the table too, because the idea that this guy is a pizza detective. Was such a funny concept. I. It's like shoe police. Shoe police. I even kind of like in my head, like part of me had this feeling of like, what about Howard the Duck detective? You know, remember when yeah, you, yeah. you remember that comic? Uh, and so I was, I was even reaching for that something. I loved the idea that he they know, leaned, they leaned in, stupid. they leaned into the idea that he really was a pizza detective. I thought that was hilarious. But there were so many opportunities yeah. for it to be funny. And, and it, so many it never got there, yeah. It just fell flat. Even the big reveal, one page, it's like, oh my god, I think I know who it is. Next page, it's like next morning, he's just talking to himself. It's already been dealt with. I, I have know. read you a baby... And he couldn't get up because his head was too big. Yeah. And that's a one-page. I've written one-page stories, like Balan, and people think it's great. You can do one-page stories. Like, you've got to be able to, like, tell the whole story. But it was... This was, this was, this was, this was, this was, this was, like, they wrapped it, wrapped the shit up. I know, but <laughs> it was, like, it, you got down to the point where, like, there's a big reveal on the next page. And then you get to the next page. Yeah, here you go. This it really, it really thing. was like we have this great concept. We have this really hilarious idea. We're not going to flesh out any of it. Fuck it, we're done. The crazy thing though is that there's a Matt Kent book in here too. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. Uh, the backstory is called Save Now. Save Now. Yep. Uh, the idea of having the power of going back in time. Uh, they go over the details of it, of it. Even you know they they explain that this particular guy he he can go back as far as he wants, but he has to relive the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you already think that that's crazy enough, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's the apocalypse. Yeah. And. He's gone back so many times, so many chunks of time too. Like back thirty years, ten years. He he tried. At, he's 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 been trying, and he can't 
fix it. The uh, that it's that is such a messed up idea. I love the con. My favorite part of the book, without question, of this story, and I hope we can figure out how to get more of it because. I would crawl through more broken glass to get whatever next issue of Save Now I have to. It's um, the the concept. The, the of art this. is great. The concept is great. It is very much like it is very much zeitgeist because it's very much that episode of Rick and Morty with the with the infinite Mortys. Uh, it's very much also reminiscent of a lot of superhero books, and more importantly. Um, Matt Kent doesn't let his Save Now hero get away with it. He doesn't want to use his power. Because, like you said, every time he jumps back in time, the world thinks that it's the previous time, but he always remembers it, which means he's reliving all these things. So if he jumps back 30 years, he has to live 30 years. So even if your best friend is 20 and he breaks his arm and you go back in time a year to make sure he doesn't break his arm, you're going to be 22 and they're still 20 because they haven't moved in time yet. So his hero is dying at an exponential rate compared to everyone else and everyone is demanding that he keep jumping back in time. And by the end of the first issue, what I assume is the first issue, is he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's literally just killing me and it's pointless. Yeah, there's even one moment where uh, they're kind of like in this fight scene and one of his teammates is about to die and he yells out, like I can't remember what exactly it was, but basically, like, dude, jump back in time, <laughs> save my ass. And it's like, like the 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 weight of the world on him. Yeah, it's literally. Like, well, he's 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 a one man. He is a one man army. Um, in that he can jump back. He's the only one who has his power. It's such a groovy uh, concept. I I want to get more of it. I have no idea how to do that, but I want to get more. We will go to our comic shop. We will tell them, I, you've got to help us find more save now. I'm going to ping Matt Kent, who has once responded to our tweets and said, hey, thanks. And I'm going to say, Matt Kent, get us more of this bad idea comic called Save Now. Bring it to us. Yes. And uh, solely for the reason of being able to make it my pick of the week, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I feel like it's a little bit cheating by picking a backup story. Yeah, the story. story. You I had no clue. It, anyway. it was a great surprise. It is. It I, is. I was very happy about it. If you can get a copy of Save Now, do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, my books aren't in order, so I'll just go here. Okay. Next up on your The Read Pile, you have your girlfriend's comic. Maria Lovett. Is it, is it your, your waifu? Your, your desired young person to spend the rest of your life with. Maria Lovett's Aero Psych, issue three. I think... I think she has better taste than that. You know, better taste than you? Than me. <laughs> She's not coming. <laughs> and I, uh, I respect that. I understand. Um, but uh, I, I just don't know why I haven't had like a kiss scene. I, I feel like this cute anticipation of the relationship and things that might be going on at the school, I... I feel like it's been dragged on for three issues now. I it, it, This doesn't feel like the other stories. For some reason, this particular story, I feel like, is very diluted in a way. Uh, it's very s- subtle things that are grasping your attention. Uh, I can respect that, but at the same time, I feel like 
like I said, I feel like it, things are being dragged out a little bit. Yeah, but you're, maybe you're, you're, a little you're bit so... more should have been revealed by issue three. I don't know. Here's because I don't know how long this story you're, you're goes You're running, for. you're running into the same problem, and I appreciate it, yeah. that I ran into when I spent a summer reading every Chuck Palahniuk book that have re- existed. By the time I read, like, Choke, I had already read, um, Survivor and Fight Club, of course, and, um, a couple of other things. By the time I read Choke, I, everyone was like, Choke is so good, it's so good. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm recognizing all of these themes already. Like, I'm, I'm seeing all this. Like, he only has one writing style, and I love it. And I think you fall, you've, you've figured out after reading Loud that Maria Lovett's style is much more bang, bang, bang. Like, it should be faster. It should be more palpable. I mean, yeah, I think that might have been it. I, I recently finished, um, Wow, and yeah. I, I right through it. <laughs> well, not ju- and not just loud too, but of course, Faithless volumes one and two, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other one? That, it's just her book that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. Um, uh, with the with the Luna, 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 Luna is an Luna is much more an art book. With Eros and Psych, what I have seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is this is this is much more Maria Lovett just telling a straight story. This isn't crazy blood magic and vampires and absurdity. It's basically just a bunch of girls at a boarding school that are kind of weird as shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's sort of like a, a weird kind of coming-of-age love story that's happening in there, too, between the main characters, and now there's an, a guy named, like, Sigil or whatever his name is. Um, Siegel? Sigal? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And I feel like, to you, maybe this is just not hitting as quickly as you want it to because you're so used to her style being so loud and in your face and mm-hmm. so bang, bang, bang. I think that what it is is are we saying boring? Not at all. Quiet. There's Quiet. A, there is yes. a difference between the it's two. A- I feel like not this issue, but the story itself yeah. is very eloquent. Yeah. I I, I think it that's the word for it. It's Mature or demure, even. Yeah, it's like delivering you a story, like just softly, like in a breeze kind of way. Like it's just. It's almost. It's almost akin to like somebody just putting their arm around you. Let me tell you a fun story. Yeah. But when you pick up a Maria Lovett book, for you, usually it's not that way. And I, looking in that, that particular way, I can absolutely respect that because people. It shows her. It shows artists, her range as an artist, yeah. And, and writers, you know, they don't always have one particular way they do things. They're, Correct. They may become known for one particular way, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there's always other avenues to tap into. Yeah. So, not a bad book. Just Believe not what me, you were expecting. I promise you, forever and ever, I will purchase the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it is, this one, that one. Oh, let's see. Let's no, no, let's pick it away. <laughs> okay. Hi. What is this? What is this? Hi. What do you got? Hello. Is this Geiger? Oh, Geiger Hi. number two. Hello. Speaking speaking of change of pace comics, man, we went in a whole different damn direction with that oh, issue. Oh, Lord, yeah, you, you read it too. I did. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> good Lord. Oh, my God, shit is messed up. <laughs> so, like, when I read Geiger 1, I was like, man, that's a sad story. There's no way... That life is worse than for Tariq Geiger. Like, nobody else is going to have it as bad as Tariq no, Geiger. Hold up. <laughs> let's tell you. <laughs> let's tell you. Let's 
let's set aside ourselves from Geiger for a moment and tell you the life of now. <laughs> uh, basically, you you get a look into how civilization is after what they call the unknown war. Yeah, we've mentioned this in the first issue. We don't know what the unknown war is, but... Yeah, we, we know something happened. You know, Clearly it, something it, it nuclear. Evolved, yeah, yeah, something happened. You know, we, we don't know uh, how it started. I think we actually get a look at the world map at the end, too. Please continue your, your review. Don't mind me. And... Of course, we needed to be introduced to all this. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard to just show his point of view of the world. You know, he he is part of what's going on now. He, mm -hmm. He's going to he, he's living for an exponential time. Uh, they mention in this issue that obviously time has shot, you know, forward from things that just happened to him and his family. Yeah. Um, and so you're starting to question, like, about, like, what about his family? What happened with that whole scenario? Did they ever survive? Are they still in that shelter? Is the shelter, Holy. like, could they still be in the shelter? You don't even know. Right. But we don't even touch that now in this issue too much. We kind of hint at it to kind of get you to question that. But they're not focused on that. We're, we're focused on, you know, look, this is the, this is the world, and at the same time, you're still learning about him because they everybody knows of him. Yeah, they the know, glowing they, man they, is, no, is not a everybody has seen him. You know, there it, it's like these these stories that have traveled through time about the the glowing man, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just incredible to see how this is the world now and the insanity that's out there in the world outside these little communes <clears> that people create um, to survive uh, and it just it's crazy and, at, and it, in addition to we even learn about uh, maybe he had something going on even before well, so so that's that's the cool part about this. Like, usually this kind of stuff is only reserved for aftershock comics. But Image, uh, for whatever reason, or maybe it's just because there's so much story to tell, has included in the back of the book all of Tariq Geiger's medical history, which I thought was really cool. And this wasn't even part. This is like at the end of the story, and you're now now you're, they're just continuing the story by giving you this like this information, and I love that. Uh, yeah. Remember the the Harley. Uh, black label book. Yes, uh, uh, secret you know, files. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that did that uh, a couple times where they would show you files and everything. It, and this one's showing you medical records. It's really interesting because it, we just assume that Tariq like was hit by the radiation and basically this is a version of the Hulk. Remember we talked about that with issue one, how I mentioned it's very re reminiscent of Planetary and how maybe it's just an alternate version of the Hulk. Mm -hmm. But... From what we're seeing, what they're hinting at, again, we're only two issues in, and goddamn, Jeff Johns, well done. Like, I, I kind of don't like you, but on the same token, like, I appreciate your artwork. Um, but we're already hinting that maybe this guy was sort of evolving into perhaps a nuclear-powered man anyway. And, and, yeah. and you know, like, he, there's, there's mention that his fever spikes to, like, 120 degrees, which is literally humanly impossible. Your, and that, your brain is... Right at yeah, that point. <laughs> and that your organ, his organs weren't shutting down; they were evolving. And this is all before the inciting incident of the bomb going off. He had cancer; they mentioned that. But 
cancer is an overgrowth of cells. You know, it's like a bone cell gets goes to the wrong place, and all of a sudden your bone's growing out of your heart, and you die, and it sucks, and cancer's horrible. But what if, what if Jeff Johns is using cancer as the inciting incident for mutation, for growth, for human, you know, development? And that's what Geiger is. That's just a little, 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 little taste of the story. The overarching story is the world has gone to shit. There's only one hero in it. It's this glowing man. Maybe, I don't know, the king that runs Camelot is kind of insane. There's so much other... He always likes to explain to the comic book reader why things are the way they are. Like, my best example, of course, is Blackest Night. Heroes aren't dead. You know, heroes are always getting constantly resurrected. Well, that, was, that wasn't because they were, they were magic or something. It was because Necron was waiting for them to get so close to death that he could control them, and then he'd bring them back to life so that they'd be under his power. Mm. That's a really lame explanation of why heroes don't die, but it's an explanation. Yeah, I mean... And Johns does that, and that's the one thing I absolutely love him for. Why is it that the Green Lanterns weren't able to use their power against Yellow? Why Yellow? Well, it turns out there was... Parallax was living inside the Green Lantern core, uh, actual giant battery, because that was the only thing they could do to keep him at bay, because he's the creature of fear. And it's just like, okay, that's dumb, but it's an explanation. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Mm-hmm. So with Geiger, I feel like he's giving us all of these, he's like, no, you're going to get all these answers, but it's going to be, it's it, they're all MacGuffins. Like, every answer is not the point of the story. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I am. Uh, Speaking of, uh, are, are you moving on to uh, what I think you're moving uh, on to? No. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. This is one I did not read, so I will shut up now. Which I know was rare. Proctor Valley Road, issue three from Grant Morrison, Boom Studios, uh, Alex Child, uh, and, and you're moving around too much, so I can't read it. Anyway. Well, there's a cat. He's just, wow. <sighs> All right, so this is issue three of a Grant Morrison story which means that we're getting closer to the end, maybe. But more importantly, we're ramping up the insanity. If I, I haven't read this. I have not read this. Let me guess. Things go from, yes, there are absolutely monsters on Proctor Valley Road, to Proctor Valley Road is a secret uh, uh, or other universe that you walk across and then you join pro- the, the creatures and monsters that live in Proctor Valley Road. And it's actually just like a rip in space-time where the monsters can come through into our world, but they don't mean to, so they try and get back? Nothing like that. All right, go good. Well, then I, I have... Holy shit. Ah, that's... <coughs> listen, i Sometimes you just need to stop. <laughs> I understand. So... <clears throat> so... They gave us... Uh, the backstory of Landlady. Okay, so so uh, Grant, Grant is giving us more backstory. Yes. Okay. So Grant uh, definitely made sure to let us know, you know, like this backstory of who the Landlady is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they learn this from a, a librarian. Um, the girls are all still present? Yeah, the okay. girls are here. They're fine. Um, of course, they're still being questioned because where the fuck are these guys? Um, and now it's gotten to the point where uh, now they uh, recently found the body of one of the boys. Uh-oh. <clears throat> so they really need to find out what's going on. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are 
so determined. Uh, they, you can see on the cover, they stole a police car. Uh, oh, that is what night. happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and decided to take it back out to uh, Proctor Valley Road. Uh, they even make the joke of, like, why don't we come out here during the day? Why is it? Why are we always out here at night? Mm-hmm. This, this is when shit goes down, <laughs> you know? Uh, but they actually kind of make a point to make it kind of like a joke, and then they answer it, you know, this is why, duh. <laughs> uh, but you're starting to learn, basically, that it might actually be too late for these girls. Like they, the the landlady, she knows who they are, oh. obviously, because in the last issue they were marked with her name. Gotcha. You know, and, and they have made, I mean, ha, has made just this incredible story of kind of like these, like a fairy tale of the landlady has come to life. You know, it, it, it's real, and you can only she's. Only there on Proctor uh, Proctor Valley Road. Uh, amongst it, there are all these creatures and everything. And here's the thing: it's still kind of open to being what you're saying. I, I, I notice you're sort of walking down the path that I laid out for you without actually having read this comic. I I I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grant. Does a good job with storytelling. Yeah, Grant is a fantastic storyteller. But they always take us down the same road. You notice that. You (laughs) notice that about transformation and about not things aren't always what they seem, and how just because you think you know what reality is doesn't mean you don't know what people really are on the other side. It's weird how Grant is telling that specific story in this book. After coming out as uh, uh, non-binary, who would have figured that that would have been the case? It's a good book, huh? It is really good. Yeah, uh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I actually would easily counted this as like an issue four kind of feel. Oh, would you give up with the issue four? Not everything can be issue four. Sometimes good issues. This is issue three. It's a good thing. There's a preview <laughs> of what to expect in issue four. It's issue four theory. Ah, uh, okay. I make it work every time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just gonna shoehorn this in with yes. a crowbar. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. All right. I gotta get this one over. Right. Oh, Wonder Woman seven seventy two. I don't want. I don't want to review. I don't want to review. I don't want to review. I want you to just tell me. Are you happy you read this? I mean, it was okay. Yeah. I get it. It's just... The idea that someone's been overlooking her this whole time. Okay. You know, has just kind of been overseeing her. Yeah. And even at one point in the book, helps her out. Yeah. After she dies and comes back. And so now it just kind of opens up this whole new thing. You know, I I don't want to say who it is because it kind of I don't know makes like the story into something. I wanted more. I wanted this to just be we're introducing you know we're introducing the world of Valhalla like the other gods exist. I don't understand why we can't just do that. 
Like, why does everything have to be, like, a story wrapped in a conundrum? Like, couldn't we have just said that Wonder Woman, who is a god, uh-huh. daughter of Zeus, depending on your canon, um, can't you just, like, travel to other pantheons? Wouldn't that be neat? Like, almost go, like, full God of War with Wonder Woman, where after she gets done dealing with the Valkyries, like, maybe she moves on to, like, feudal Japan and visits their gods or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, anime right now is very big into the idea of other universes and other gods and other creatures. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, Wonder Woman was, like, like the uh, uh, ambassador of the Greek mythos, and she would go hang out with other mythoses and, like, visit other gods and other kings and other universes? I don't know. I, I know where you're going with this. and it, Wonder Woman's been around forever. There, yeah. you, you can only do so much. I know. You gotta what go back to... What upset me okay. was, you see the cover. Yes. There's, like, this evil Wonder Woman. Who it really is, is just so freaking stupid. Uh, and you don't even get introduced to this particular character until, like, the last half. Yeah. And it quickly, you know, it turns out, you know, you find out who the reality of this particular evil Wonder Woman, whatever is, and it's just stupid. It, it's, it almost is comical in a way. And then you just lose the, you know, the seriousness the yeah. of, well, that's sort of the problem. Issue. That's that's the problem with the big two, right? Like we've had this problem with Batman. I love Batman. I love what Tini, uh, James Tinney and the fourth is doing with Batman, but also he's got to create new characters. First it's Ghostmaker, now it's uh, uh, Miracle Molly. Because he knows, he can't, you can't really tell a Batman story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's impossible. Like, you can't tell a Wonder Woman story. Because ultimately, you're going to have to come back to the median, right? You just, mm-hmm. you just have to. It, it sucks that we have such a good show... Uh, such a good showing of books every week. Like, we love the comics that we're reading. Mm-hmm. And then we invariably find ourselves picking up Batman, Wonder Woman, to a lesser extent, uh, Black Widow. Anything, like, remember that one issue that I read of Nonstop Spider-Man? Where I'm like, oh, this was fun. Mm-hmm. But I, it didn't It didn't do anything for me. Because when you have big two comics, you just, you know that no matter what happens, it has to come back to Batman is Bruce Wayne. Gotham City needs him. He's like 30-ish years old. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is a goddess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's not. Like, mm-hmm. Future State was supposed to change everything and give us, like, other divergent thoughts. But we're just coming back to the same median. And, again, I get it. I understand why that happens. But it does make for some depressing reading from our point of view. Because you can sort of see there's a lot more here, right? Yeah. And sometimes with certain story arcs within Wonder Woman... I feel like they're dragged out too much. Yeah. To basically the, the make the Max Lord storyline was a long one. Yeah. The, oh my god. <laughs> I think I hate Max Lord <laughs> as much as I hate Kevin Smith. Oh no. All right. Well, well, don't fret too hard on it. Give us your general opinion, and also. Like, how do you feel about being four ninety nine and getting the uh, Adventures of Young Diana in the back? Did you even? Read I don't it? give a shit. Yeah, all right. I read the first part. I didn't read the last one, which is the second part. This is the third part. I I don't need to read any more of it. That is for a completely different age group. Wouldn't it be? Not, it would have been so nice if it was his own separate comic, right? It it 
it's fine to offer like the first little like if it's just a preview yeah. because you're going to have women that are my age that no I don't have kids but people my age have kids you know probably about you know age that would well love. you've read young reader books you like young I reader did books. yeah but I'm not going to keep reading that one because it's it's like I a, think a I know day why. to day as a kid. But I think I think I know why you're not reading it. And it's not because you don't like the story. No, no, no. It's because it's a kid's it's story. A, it's a kid's story and it's being forced on you. Like, hey, your Wonder Woman comic is four ninety nine, but you get this great backup story. I don't want a backup story. I wanted Wonder Woman. Well, it's another Wonder Woman story. Oh, so I get two comics. No, you get one comic. That uh, This whole concept. There's a reason why when we get to my read pile, you won't see Joker on it. And I'll explain when we get there. But I am not cool with this, DC. Like, this isn't cool. You are forcing extra money out of my pocket because you know I'm a collector and I have to have every Batman book. My wife has to have every Wonder Woman book. She just has to. So adding an extra dollar onto it and then giving us an extra story, that's frustrating as hell. I don't care how good the backup story is. Huh. I don't. It's, it's not the reason I'm reading the book. Sometimes you get lucky, like with, with Hank uh, uh, Pizza Man, whatever the hell that was, and you get this back and story like, wow, this is amazing! In addition to that, even if you focus on the fact that, uh, uh, even if you side with uh, just collectors in general, uh, you're totally fucking with our OCD <laughs> uh, as far as having like the book behind yeah. the book yeah. because we got to file it by yeah. the cover, cover. story yeah. Yeah. that that story yeah. and then in the back of your mind you're like there's, a, there's another story can I just pull that out and then put that okay, that's in not a concern. that is not a concern of mine I don't know why that's a concern of yours you should talk to somebody about that that is not a concern of mine <laughs> I just feel like as a collector I would err if that little extra story was uh -huh. a completely different book that could be organized separately and in its appropriate place or I could purchase it in a trade and put it on the my shelf I need it on my trade I need it on my trade shelf I need it on my trade shelf please I just I mean this is mental health awareness <laughs> and I just want DC to respect that uh. Not really sure how we got there. Okay, uh, what's next? Is, this, is is we have more? Oh, speaking of mental health awareness, there's month. more. Speaking of, oh man, the single most depressing comic in the world today, Carmen issue three. Oh my god! Not my pick of the week because you made me feel bad about myself. Oh my god! That book was the most brutal thing I've read in a long time. It's, it's bad. It's, it's so good, and it's gorgeous. And it's a miniseries. Yeah, it's only two more issues, but holy lord. But knowing that there's only two more issues, it absolutely answers 100%. This story is focused mm -hmm. on this girl. Yes, it's going to be the entire... Carmen and, and this girl. And this girl, yeah. The relationship yeah. and then what they are doing. But in addition to that, you know, shit, the things that she goes through, 
uh, things that she has to face now that she's made this decision. Yeah, sorry. Others that she's affected. Uh, you know, she's found she's found that she can interact with other people with people that are alive, mm -hmm. uh, and by doing so, she learns a little bit more about her decisions. Uh, you know, she meets another woman that tried to, but she was able to, um, recover, uh, and it's, it's just so brutal. Oh my God. It's so brutal. It's, it's so, it's so messed up. Just having to face the reality of what you've done and there's nothing you can do to fix it. My my favorite part of this book, unquestioned, is the fact that Carmen is not super excited by our protagonist, whose name I forgot, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think it matters. You know, she committed suicide and it's Carmen's job to come collect her and evidently, according to this book, set her on her way to her next incarnation, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And th but that's the big revelation of issue three, is that there are more than other... I'm guessing Carmen is an angel, for lack of a better term. Pretty much. Uh, pretty much there to guide a person from uh, their death to their next, next plane of existence. Yeah. existence. Yeah. Whatever that uh, is. You meet another... Another death or another angel, yeah. Carmella. <laughs> yeah, so the, the idea is that their names are similar and everything. Yeah. So... Uh, and this particular person, this girl, she just doesn't even, she doesn't have the same uh, um, view as uh, oh, Carmela. Yeah, Carmela's yeah. there to do she's, a job. She's she, there to do the job. She's there. You see her show up and just she, take she shows the, up. She, this, this old, this guy and just like, hey, let's go, um, you know, checking the time, <laughs> you know, but... Carmen apparently has been known for this. Yeah, this is to what she does. Take more time to help those that have experienced so much of a loss, um, you know, and need to process what they did, why they did it, their what's that what the aftermath was for doing what they did. Uh, the best thing about Carmen. The thing that hurts the most mm -hmm. is she is not here to help you. She doesn't want to coddle you. She's just trying to say, you've got to get ready. We are trying to get you ready for this. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, Carmen decides, at the end of this issue, Carmen basically looks at her protagonist, her, her mission, and says, honestly, you're just not getting it. So deuces. And she just takes off. And it's, it's done in a way where the, the character, she's trying to explain why she killed herself, why she did the thing she did. And Carmen's like, do you think you're special? Do you think you're, do you think that this is new? Do you think this is the first time I've encountered something like this before? This happens all the time. You're not special.